Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 431, August 4th, 2020. It was 102 degrees on this day in 1947 and 48 degrees in 1978. I remember the decade of the 70s being rather chilly. Uh, these uh, weather records, uh, done for my amusement, are brought to you by Aquaside, keeping your beach free of weeds for more than 60 years. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Got a lot of my mind. Let's do this, bro. Got a lot of my mind. We have been wondering... Uh, we wonder the following from this context. <clears throat> we like this country, if not love it. Love, sure. absolutely. I love this country. I love its institutions. Uh, I've accepted this country, flaws and all. But we, come, we have come to explore the mystery from that standpoint. Why would anyone want to destroy a country that we find so agreeable and so uh, dedicated to the preservation of your individual freedoms. And we don't understand. We keep saying, well, what's in it for Soros? What's in it for Black Lives Matter? What's in it for the CHOP uh, area in Seattle? Who? What's in it for the destruction of a, a federal courthouse, which did not occur, in Portland? What's in it for a mobs to... Uh, go to the police chief's house. She's an African-American police chief in Seattle, uh, only to have city council people respond disappointedly that her her neighbors prevented the protesters from approaching her home, and they were further disappointed by the fact that her neighbors had weapons in some cases. That was the city council's reaction. When she was begging the city council, do the right thing. This, this mob mentality has to stop. What's in it? We, we've struggled. We've... We've, we've gotten ourselves dizzy trying to figure it out. And then I was alerted to a piece in the Friday Wall Street Journal. Uh, and I, I'm shocked that I missed it. I read the, that's my favorite newspaper, and I read it cover to cover. But this was printed uh, or appeared in the Wall Street Journal July 31st, 2020, by Andrew Mitchta. Have you ever heard of him? Andrew Mitchta. no. no. Andrew Alexander Mitchta, born April 4, 1956, is a political scientist and dean of the College of International and Security Studies at the George C. Marshall European Center for Security Studies in Germany. Previously, he was professor of national security affairs at the U.S. Naval War College. He was also an affiliate of the Minda de Gunsberg Center for European Studies, an adjunct fellow at the Center for Strategic and International Studies Europe program in Washington, D.C., and an adjunct political scientist at the Rand Corporation. He holds a Ph.D. in international relations from the School of Advanced International Studies at John Hopkins University. And I can go on and on and on, but he's more credible than your mayor. Okay. Right? Yeah. This is a piece that I think answers what we've been after. It's called The Captive Mind 
in America's resegregation. Idol sm- subhead, idol smashing and cancel culture are part of a broad ideological project to dominate society. Cesla Miloch, a future Nobel Prize winning poet who had just defected from Poland, began work in 1951 on a book called The Captive Mind. Even as Stalinist totalitarianism tightened its grip on Eastern Europe, many Western European intellectuals lauded the brave new world of Soviet communism as a model, as a model for overcoming bourgeois forces, which in their view had caused World War II. Living in Paris, Miloch wrote his book, which was published in 1953, to warn the West of what happens to the human mind and soul in a totalitarian system. Miloch knew from experience, having lived through the communist takeover, how totalitarianism strips men and women of their liberty, transforming them into affirmative cogs in service to the state in obliterating what had taken centuries of Western political development to achieve. Totalitarianism uh, not only enslaved people physically, but crippled their spirit. It did so by replacing ordinary human language, in which words signify things in the outside world with ideologically sanctioned language, in which words signify the dominant party's ever-changing of ideas of what is and is not true. Well, let me stop at various points here. We've been saying words mean something, and we have watched the language get changed. We have watched watched the language Mm -hmm. get taken by the mystery. Since the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis, nationwide protests, which quickly turned to riots, have been hijacked by the neo-Marxist left, morphing into an all-out assault of American cities and institutions. This assault is underpinned by an audacious attempt to rewrite history that turns specific past events into weapons, not only to overpower political opponents, but also to recast all of American history as a litany of racial transgressions. The radicals have turned race into a lens through which to view the country's history, and not simply because they are obsessed with race. They have done so because it allows them to identify and separate those groups that deserve affirmation in their view and those who do not. What is taking place is the resegregation of America, the end point of which will be the rejection of everything the civil rights movement stood for. What is driving the radical protesters and rioters who are enabled and manipulated by the digital intelligentsia in the press and an expanding segment of the political and business classes is contempt for the freedom of anyone who fails to comport with their image of a just society. In authoritarian systems, those in power seek to proscribe certain forms of political speech and social activity. Pause the cancel culture. Hmm. Totalitarians claim unconditional authority to reach deep into the, each person's conscience. They prescribe an interpretation of the world and dictate the language with which citizens are permitted to express their interpretation. Authoritarian regimes leave largely untouched the private civic sphere of human activity. Totalitarians destroy traditional value systems and reorder the culture. That is why they are harder to overthrow. The ill-named progressivism that has inspired shrill demands to dismantle police forces and destroy statues is only a small manifestation of a massive project aimed at the re-education of the American population. The goal of this project is to negate the story of the American Republic and replace it with a tale anchored exclusively in race categories and narratives of oppression. The nature of this exercise, with its sledgehammer rhetoric that obliterates complexities in favor of one-dimensional correct interpretations, is as close to Marxist agitprop as one can get. Why do American elites 
who might be expected to favor preserving the nation that has elevated them, support the effort to dismantle it. Their thinking seems to be that the radicals destroying monuments and issuing wholesale denunciation of America's past are wreaking destruction on ordinary Americans and their history, not on elites and their ideology. Today's elites, as a rule, do not believe they have any obligation to serve the public, only to rule it. And so they express little or no disapproval of college students toppling statues on federal land or looters raiding supermarkets. To criticize them would open the elites to charges of populism and racism. Jacob Fry. Mm -hmm. Yet the elites are playing a dangerous game. Such canceling of history and living figures alike increasingly mirrors what happened under communism in the Soviet bloc, where the accusation of being out of step with the party was enough to end one's career and nullify one's reputation. Ellen DeGeneres, see you later. This is about more than statues in history. Those who control the symbols of political discourse can dominate the culture and control the collective consciousness. If you doubt this, ask yourself why there has been so little backlash from ordinary, non-elite Americans. Our sense of self has been progressively deconstructed. We feel in our bones the wrongness of the violence being visited on the nation, but lack the language to speak against it. The, res- the resegregation of American society is fundamentally undemocratic and un-American. It envisions a social hierarchy based on DNA. It is also incompatible with individual freedom and constitutional government, hence the drive to overhaul the U.S. Constitution, rewrite textbooks, and restructure museums by race and sex quotas. My God, we've, we've done all of these stories. We've done all of these stories. Yeah. Democracy cannot survive in a society in which winners and losers are adjudicated arbitrarily according to criteria beyond individual control. Any society built around the principle of skin color will become a caste system in which accident, not merit, will allocate value and benefit. Civil society will be buried once and for all. The current radical trends carry the seeds of violence unseen in the U.S. since the Civil War. The activists ascendant in American cities insist on the dominance of their ideological precepts, brooking no alternative. Such absolutism forces Americans away from the realm of political compromise into one of unrelenting axiology, with one side claiming a a monopoly on virtue and decency, while the other is is expected to accept its status as perpetually evil, and thus assume a permanent penitent stance for all its real and imagined misdeeds across history only not that much longer but i think it's important i keep going only when the state creates a space for an unbiased debate over history can a discussion truly take place unhindered by ideology and dogma only then can a society move toward a consensus on shared understanding of its past and how its collective memory should be shaped. The U.S. is roiled by spasms of violence and intolerance today because government at all levels, public education systems, states that allow universities to promulgate speech codes and safe spaces, court decisions that define constitutionally protected speech as, in effect, everything but political speech, has abdicated its duty to protect the public space. Children are rampaging through the cities because the adults have left the room. Oh my God, is he hitting the nail on the head. I've emailed him in Germany, haven't heard back. Love to talk to him. 
America is in the throes of a destructive ideological experiment subjected to a sweeping and increasingly state-sanctioned reordering of its collective memory, with the increasingly totalitarian left giving fr- given free reign to dominate public discourse. Mikoch, who died in 04, the Polish poet, would see an American mind bloated by a steady diet of identity politics and group grievance served up by ideologues in schools nationwide. These ideologues have nearly succeeded in remaking our politics and culture. They are reinforced by a media enthralled to groupthink, by credentialed bureaucrats, and by politicians shaped in the monochrome factories of intellectual uniformity that are America's institutions of higher learning, or... The Salon. American society is faced with stark binary choice. Either we push back against the unrelenting assault of the neo-Marxist narrative, or we yield to the totalitarian impulse now in full view in our politics. It is no longer enough to wait for the next election or to pin our hopes on a silent majority that will eventually stop the madness. There may be no such majority. If there is, its members may no longer be able to articulate what they see unfolding around them. It is hard to call things by their proper names in a society whose elites insist on calling looters and arsonists protesters, national monuments symbols of racism, and the victims of looting and arson the beneficiaries of white privilege. The challenge is massive, but it starts with the simple act of calling things by their proper names. Mr. Bitsta is Dean of the College of International and Security Studies at the George C. Marshall European Center for Security Studies in Garmisch, Partenkirchen, Germany. Is there anything on the other side of the page? What do you mean? Oh, Are you done? Uh, Such, where I, 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 need to re- I need to read this five more times. How do I yeah. find this? Tell me again. Well, I, I have it in my email. I'll just forward it to you. Uh, please do, because uh, this is the most illuminating thing I've heard uh, up to this date. In fact, uh, will you do me a favor, Joe, and forward it to me as well, and I will have it displayed on the all-brand-new GarageLogic.com website. Nice. Our crack staff did a phenomenal job of the it, it came to me from our guy Jeff Gonsales in sales. Nice. And he might have gotten it from a fellow named, uh, well, let me look here, okay. uh, Tim Groutman. I don't know, but I went right to the piece and read it, and I thought to myself, Mother of God, this is what's happening. Uh, we've been struggling to... Call it for what it is. This is a big uh, day in GL. I, it's a, I mean, it's a complete is, takeover is, of American society. This is what we've been looking for. We've been mm-hmm. asking why every single day for the past six months to a year. This is it. And I think it helps us understand uh, the behavior of not the city council of Minneapolis so much. They're they're not they're not to be saved. They they would agree with everything in that piece as is something that's worth accomplishing. I'm convinced of that. Uh, but take a guy like Fry, and this puts him between a rock and a hard place. There's got to be a part of Fry that understands that he failed during the month of George Floyd. Okay. And to he the has point, to, know that. To, to the point now where he. Uh, is trying to throw walls under the bus and say a big piece in today's Tribune, Star Tribune, I asked Walls for the National Guard, he dilly-dally. There are two children sitting in a sandbox right now throwing scoops of sand at each other. But this this places Fry uh, 
in a position of perhaps there's some shred of his neurons that are telling him America's a decent place and you shouldn't be party to its destruction. But he has been, and I'm really cutting him some slack by suggesting that there's a part of him that would would not wish for the destruction of America. And we will know that for a certainty if, as Kenny has suggested, he develops a set on him to come out and demand that the police department not be defunded. Demand it. Mm-hmm. And he has not had that courage yet because he's, in my estimation, in my view only, he is walking a line between the America we know, GLers know, and the America he has signed on, however unintentionally, that he has signed on to help bring about, which is not the America we know. He has signed on to a political movement in the salon that believes that the the society needs to be reordered and looked at from a position of always having been oppressive and racist, always have been a place of white privilege. And and so he's struggling mightily, I, I would think, unless I'm completely misreading him. He's struggling mightily to grab hold of his senses. Either that or he's lost his senses and we will not hear from him on the matter anymore on the matter of defunding the police. Hmm. Well, I, I don't think he, uh, the mayor isn't behind the defunding the police thing. Right, he's come council. out against it. Uh, the city council is, but my argument with him is he hasn't come out against it loud enough. Right, he hasn't been vocal enough, I agree. Exactly, exactly. By the way, we're going to have a fun test today. I have a mental fitness evaluation ah. test. No, you're going to enjoy it. I'm going to fail. Just give me an F. Uh, do you think this people is... will? Do you think that the people that need to read that and understand it will, Joe? You made reference to the city council reading that and uh, poo-pooing it essentially. Do you think that will change people's minds, or is the Wall Street Journal just a righty brag, piece of crap, blah blah blah? And this is best newspaper, best propaganda. newspaper in the country, best newspaper in the country. Well. But the likes of Lisa Bender and the rest of these fruitcakes would uh, would just just say exactly that. Well, we can discount that. It's the, it's the Wall Street Journal. Maybe we should That's just, just fo- for white investors. We should forward it to them as well when uh, you send I, it to readers. I'm and not Kenny. sure. I'm not sure any of them are capable of understanding it. Uh, well, what? Are, meanwhile, what are we supposed to do? Push back. That's exactly what this fellow said. Push back. Reavers, it's coming your way. Okay. But what are we supposed to, to do? Well, here's what we're supposed to do. Push we're back. pushing back against wet towels. I, I mean, they will not they will not see the light of day. They will not change. Well, this show is a is a pushback. Garage logic. It, it, don't we all wish it was real? Don't we all wish there yes. was really a garage logic? This show is the pushback. Uh I, I certainly don't imagine we're ever going to back down. I haven't called uh, rioters protesters. I've called them rioters. I think what uh, I think what this author was keen on having us understand is that we can't let our language be taken from us because it's being taken from us by people who will then provide the only acceptable language they will choose. We can't let our language be taken from us. Words have meaning, like you said. Mm-hmm. But... We're in the thick of it, boys. It's happening, and you're seeing it. You're seeing it here in the Twin Cities. Uh, 
the the uh, the dust up between Fry and Walls is a national story. That's on many national websites. Oh yeah, it's all over the place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if this is true, the road ahead is even to get bumpier. This is according to the local Fox Nine. A new poll found that a majority of Minneapolis residents support a 2020 charter change that would create a community safety and violence prevention department, (laughs) officials announced Monday. According to city officials, a new poll conducted by the Benenson Strategy Group and commissioned by the American Civil Civil Liberties Union and the Fairness Project found that 61% of Minneapolis voters are prepared to vote yes on the city charter change. Well, if that's the case, just back up the bus and let's load the equipment and see you later. Minneapolis doesn't stand a chance. Can Minneapolis be that heavily populated with euphorians? They got quite a few, but they also have some GLers and some nooks and crannies and uh, who, are, who want to push back. I just don't know how many there are. I read something but, terribly disturbing. I read something just, terribly disturbing. Let me finish this thought. Uh, uh, I got the a guy gave me the, I can't remember the title of it now. It's, the, it's like the Highland Village or only it's the mm. Nicomas area newspaper in Minneapolis. And the play story is, what is restorative justice? And if I understand it correctly... Uh, it, it, it must have been written for a constituency that's buying this nonsense. What I could gather is restorative justice replaces the truth of a thing with the feelings of a thing. So the truth's out the window. So let's say there's a dispute between two people. And the truth is, I'm, I could be wrong here, but this is how I interpret it. So I back into my neighbor's fence. Uh, I, let's say I did it intentionally I ne- and, and broke a fence post. At the very least, I violated something. I've committed some sort of misdemeanor, property damage, or what have you. But the, tr- the new truth in restorative justice would be that the two parties would come together and discuss why I crashed into the fence. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> that's how I'm... And, and, and think, in the failed academy, people are getting majors in this. They're getting, they're getting degrees in their acknowledgement that they're willing to replace truth with something else if that can bring about a more equitable society. So uh, one of the institutions under attack right now is the judicial system in this country. Crime and punishment under attack. Federal courthouses under attack. A crazed, a crazed misogynist going to the home of a judge and shooting her only child. Uh, that might not have been re- for reasons of the mystery, but it falls under the rubric of the justice system. The justice system is under attack, and here I'm reading, I suspect the poll takers, though I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the American, the American Civil Liberties Union throws stuff at the wall and something sticks about right. once a year. Uh, and I don't know what the Fairness Project is, but uh, 60% of the uh, people polled Uh, support the 2020 Charter Amendment and a complete overhaul of policing so that all people are truly safe and healthy across the entire city. Well, first of all, the police have nothing to do with your health. And two, it's a a lie that your black lives are in danger because of police. It's a lie. It's a lie. 
Yeah, Desperate. you're right. It's 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 not just an innocent mistake or but the the uh, minute Hamlin's razor, it, it's a lie. But the minute you mention that, and I'm not disagreeing with you, the minute you mention that, you're just a privileged white guy that's speaking from a different place. In no, life. I I reject that language. There's nothing privileged about me. The fate of my birth was out of my hands. I'm not. I've already made my Mayacopa last week. Uh, there's so far there's much I would agree to in terms of I got a leg up. But other than that, I've uh, I don't buy this nonsense because they're taking that concept of having gotten a leg up, and then they want to use it to completely abolish this country where everybody can get a leg up if they work hard enough to. They want to reconstruct this country. I've warned you before. What ultimately must the Mysterians go after? The Constitution. And they're chipping away at it every day. The majority of people in Minneapolis support the Charter Amendment. and Okay. Uh, uh, making what amounts to a simple procedural yes vote and respect our fundamental right to vote, get the future of policing in our city. Eliza Darris, the ACL of Minnesota Smart Justice organizer, said, MPD is in crisis and because of its long track record of disregard and disdain for black lives. Uh, but police violence isn't the whole problem, said Lex Horan of Reclaim the Block. Uh, MPD's $192 million budget eats up a third of our city's resources everywhere, every year and leaves community members fighting for crumbs for the things that actually make us safe. Affordable housing, health care, mental health and violence intervention, community-based conflict resolution, and overdose prevention. This poll confirms that people in Minneapolis are ready to shift our resources to the place we need them most. You're, and you're calling, then, you're acting, calling for your own destruction, Minneapolis. You're calling for your own destruction. Good luck and, to you. And let's let's never again accept this lie to black Americans. The police have done some incredibly stupid and heinous things to black Americans, but not statistically any more than they have done to any other people in this country. The police, for the most part, for the most part, 99% of the time, I'm trying to keep you alive. Although there was an incident in Colorado that's just horrific where these dummy cops. Oh, my God. Who, how can you be that dumb? Stop a black car in a parking lot of a shopping center with their guns out and order the mom and the four kids to lie on the hot pavement because her license plate apparently matched the plate of a stolen motorcycle they were looking for. These morons couldn't tell the difference between her SUV and a motorcycle. Oh I'm all for punishing cops when they act like this. I'm all for it. That's unconscionable. Because the moron chip should click in and say, this isn't right that I've got to put a 9-year-old girl or a 12-year-old boy in handcuffs and have him lay on the hot pavement. He's not a threat right now. Well, somebody should have said, wait a minute, Fred. Right. That ain't a motorcycle. Right. Well, I think that was also the, the, the dispatcher really needs to be uh, oh. disciplined because that info should have been out there to the cops right away. Well, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Now I'll forward this to Kenny. Rookie, do you want it? Yes, please. I just got it. I just got it from a, another source. I have it here. Okay. All right. Rookie, what, what, where am I going with this? What? You're going to uh, rookie13 at comcast.net. Uh, you know, got just, it right here. That's nah, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, they don't hold go. back anyway. <laughs> there you go. Or rookie at garagelogic.com. I got go. it. There Rook, it's already go. been forwarded. Okay. It's already been forwarded. Yes. Say uh, say the temperatures are warming up. Have you seen the weekend forecast? I'll say. 
We're back into the great August heat and humidity. The swimming season continues apace. There's still time to clean up that beach with Aquaside. They've been helping people maintain great lake shores for years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that take care of anything from weeds to algae. Uh, Aquaside products are easy to use. They work quickly. They're registered with the EPA and the DNR, and these products are completely safe for you and your family. There's no need, no need. To let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer, call them today. They'll help identify your weed problem. Make sure your place looks great all summer long. Who are we kidding? you got another two months of swimming. Call Aquaside, a great White Bear Lake company. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Aquaside pellets are their top seller. Uh, maybe that's what will get recommended for you. But whatever your beach problem is, Aquaside will solve it. Aquaside.com. It didn't take long for business owners to get the message that Sioux Falls, South Dakota is open for business. I'm Dean Diesick from the Sioux Falls Development Foundation. We're getting a lot of inquiries about available sites in Sioux Falls for 100,000 square foot buildings. Maybe it's because South Dakota has seen less of an impact from coronavirus than other states. There have been fewer job losses here, and our state government is ending the fiscal year with a surplus. In Sioux Falls, you pay no corporate or personal state income tax, get one of the lowest workers' comp rates in the country, see a significantly lower cost of doing business, and your business won't be tied up, locked down, or hung up in red tape. Visit SiouxFallsDevelopment.com and get the facts. Sioux Falls is the right-sized community with the right business climate at the right time to grow your business. Get relief from excessive restrictions and costs. Expand your business to Sioux Falls. Pay us a visit at SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Did you ever think common sense would be this much fun? Joe Souchere. It's that time of the year where you're running outside in your bare feet. You're running inside with your bare feet. You're dirtying up the floors, the carpets. The dogs are in and out. And the dogs may have an accident or two. And you know what you want to do? You want to get rid of that right away because the bacteria is just going to get worse and worse and worse. I have a local garage logician company. They listen to Garage Logic, have been listening for decades, and they are wonderful, wonderful people. Tim and Carla Ross, they can handle all of your carpet and upholstery cleaning needs no matter what the size of your house. Their team, fully trained, uniformed, certified, and very knowledgeable about the carpet cleanings for homes and for businesses. Plus, they're part of the Garage Logic family. Remember, my trusted carpet cleaners has a state art of the equipment. They specialize in problem cleaning, such as pet odors, spills. They've got a special process that actually removes the odor, not just covers the smell. That's very important. If you need your carpets clean, upholstery, maybe that sofa's looking pretty bad, go to mytrustedcarpetcleaners.com. Click the book online button because this is great. You don't have to call anybody. Click the book online button at the top of the page and schedule your next cleaning. Boom, it's done. They'll take great care of you. They are garage logistics. Make sure you mention that when you go to mytrustedcarpetcleaners.com. Let them know that you heard it on the Garage Logic podcast. Trust is a big word. We don't just throw that around in Garage Logic. Get in touch with mytrustedcarpetcleaners.com today. <coughs> Home of Minneapolis City Council President vandalized. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to sign on to approve that. Right. Of course not. 
The Minneapolis Police Department told uh, Five Eyewitness News there is an incident report filed concerning an act of vandalism that occurred at the home of Minneapolis City Council President Lisa Bender last week. Bender declined an interview with KSDP. I'm shocked. According to police, vandals spread construction cones across Bender's front yard. A spray-painted wood board was also cemented to her front porch, which read, Our streets abolish MPD fun community. Let me stop right there. In other words, she wasn't vandalized by anyone with garage logic thinking. No. She was vandalized by people even more s- stupid than she is. Right. Calling for the abolishment of police. Three Minneapolis City Council members, Andrea Jenkins, Alondra Cano and Philippe Cunningham recently received threats that prompted safety concerns, and the city paid for private security companies to provide extra protection. Jenkins told uh, KSDP there have been protests outside the homes of several city council members in recent weeks. Again, these aren't protests by garage logic type people. Right. After the vandalism at Bender's home, she said she has never seen this type of vitriol aimed at the city council during her 16 years of work at City Hall. No, I have not seen any council member be concerned about their own personal safety or the safety of their families, Jenkins said. Geez, really? All those Really? You mean you have a lifetime of, you've never seen a council member be concerned about their safety or the safety of their families? In other words, were the police doing a good job, Jenkins? Right. You duplicitous moron. And I think a lot of council members are feeling that right now. Well, too bad. You're calling for the lawlessness, you fool. Why don't you realize that? Jenkins said she has received disturbing threats, which prompted the city to ask her if she wants extra security. And that is when she agreed to the hiring of a private security firm that you paid for, Minneapolis. I do not feel safe in my home as I did three months ago, Jenkins said. Oh, oh. no. No bleep. Well, well, no welcome bleep. Welcome to the club. What happened, you why are you there? What? Oh, I, can't, I can't take it. Jenkins said, in her opinion, the stress of COVID-19, the death of George Floyd, and debate over the issue of defunding police have created a confluence of anger toward government that she's never personally seen before. She added she would like City Hall security beefed up. Minneapolis City Hall is one of the only government buildings in downtown Minneapolis that does not have a security protocol, Jenkins said. I mean, anyone can walk into our building at any time. Jenkins, Jenkins, Jenkins. There's... You can't, you can't argue with these people. You can't make them see the light. Shh, Joe, she wants to shut it up like the, the bleeping Kremlin. Yeah. Let me tell you something, Andrea <laughs> it's Jenkins. Our building, you moron. This is the decline of moral and ethical, ethical integrity. None of you have come up with the right answer. I, I don't think crime sprees have started during flu outbreaks. You know, it's 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 amazing. It's it's amazing, Minneapolis. You are governed. Do you understand? Can you, if there are GLers in Minneapolis, can you possibly talk to your neighbors about this? Can you make them understand what is happening? They are. We can't. We can't talk to our neighbors about this anymore, Sooch. Nope. Why? Nope. Because you immediately get shouted down and canceled, right. and you're considered a far right lunatic if you're if you disagree with anything they say. Well, it but is, you but you do disagree, been, and you need to stand your ground. But we've been talking about this silently and quietly in our neighborhood, uh, and and you just can't bring this up with the opposing side. You can because the opposing do it. side because the opposing side 
is operating from a position of perceived strength in which they think they have an ideological movement behind them that will defend them against their falsehoods. Uh, in their they mind, will, they're morally better yeah, than right. us. In, in their mind, they're better because they see this as an, they see this as a country based on a racist and uh, white privilege past, and that it's been oppressive, and it must be completely reinvented. Which in that out would go out would go your individual liberties, out would go your individual freedoms, out would go capitalism as we know it, sanitized. Out would go, I, how it would go the institutions as we know them, criminal justice system, for example, law enforcement. It, it's happening in front of your eyes. It's happening today. Now, you want to push back. You keep thinking of ways to push back. They could push back in Duluth where uh, the, uh, the liberals are also eating their own, just like Fry and Walls are in a tussle. Uh, watching State Senator Matt Little dance around a tree to Justin Timberlake's suit and tie might seem an odd form of political experience, but a lot of people think the 35-year-old lawmaker, wait a minute, I'm reading a TikTok story. Never mind. <laughs> I'll settle tick, 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 I'll TikTok. Such, back to Minneapolis. This is why I predict the day after the election when Trump wins, there's going to be all-out war because they already hate everybody in the country that dared to vote right. for Trump. And they're not going to like the results, so they're going to think, if we protest and we wreak havoc, things will be changed. I, I just, uh, again, I've said this before. Uh, this, this once marvelous, marvelous country, the best it has come up with is Biden and Trump. That's a, that's a sorry. That's just a sorry, sorry state. Yeah, I was having a discussion over the weekend with someone, and we were talking. We got into the subject of mail-in voting, and he had a very, very interesting um, thought regarding that because he's kind of like us. Where that, why, why wreck something that's not broken? But he brought up the point of safety, mm-hmm. and would it, in fact, be more safe for people that might be intimidated by going to some of these polling places, especially the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings? And I never thought about that angle of it. But you know, Reavers, all you have to do when you're in line is do what I've done all these years. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah. I don't engage. I don't get into arguments. I don't discuss it. I'm here to do one thing. I've and never. You can uh, shut up and mind your own business. I've never had an unpleasant experience at a polling place in my life. But we've all seen videos and stuff that completely right. dispute that. Yeah. I know you're not supposed to declare, but usually when I am in line at You say tell them the rooks, aren't you? No, I do a little I do a little poem, a little code. So like last time it was I'm in line, don't want to whine, but I'm going to vote for someone that sounds like Grump. <laughs> yeah. It's without revealing who you're going to vote it. for. Got you know what? I, you know secret. What, you know what I think it's coming down to. What? It's a vote for the vice president. Uh, well, and it's also a vote for the Supreme Court. Uh, Pence has more experience than, say, Kamala Harris. Uh, Pence has been a governor. He's now had uh, years under his belt understanding the foreign scene. Because uh, uh, both uh, both these knuckleheads, as President Biden or Trump, they're gonna they're gonna keel over one of these days. Oh, and, come on! And and you're gonna have <laughs> you got to have the right wingman. I had a guy tell your... me you're you're voting for the wingman. You're Vote voting for, for the, the wingman. wingman. Yeah. That's true to a certain extent. Biden will be in bed by 9 o'clock, and, and uh, uh, Trump will eat himself to death or something. Uh, so y- you got to get the right VP. You're voting for the VP candidate is, is one way to look at it. But if you wanted to push back in Duluth, 
I started to read that, read the wrong story. Local DFL voters are being asked not just who should represent them in the state Senate, but what the party itself should represent. A battle playing out around the country in the state as activists seek to shift the party to the left. State Senator Eric Simonson, 52, is looking for a second term representing Senate District 7, which covers most of Duluth. Standing in his path to November's ballot decision is Duluth attorney Jen McEwen, 43, whose progressive platform earned her the local party's endorsement in her first run for office. So the party is in, uh, rather than standing with a conventional Democrat, which uh, Simonson might represent, they, they, are, they are eager to cast their enthusiasm with the newcomer who has a more progressive agenda than the incumbent. So I don't know how you feel about this in Duluth, but uh, if you want to maybe slow, however, incrementally, the takeover of the country, uh, why don't you vote for the uh, more conventional of the Democratic candidates? I don't want to read the whole story. It's boring as hell. She's she's a, just a cliche. She's against mining, and she believes that the world's going to melt and the whole deal. And so the, the DFL party races to her camp because that's where they want to go. That's This ain't the party of mm. Hubert Humphrey. This ain't Hubert Humphrey's no. DFL. No. And no. this isn't this isn't Ronald Reagan's Republican Party either. So, uh, And I don't understand how it could be anybody who uh, works in a union how it could be their party either, yeah. yeah. But whatever. It's amazing, fellas. It's just amazing. Uh, in terms of uh, uh, city council, I, I do not uh, wish upon anyone that their own uh, private homes would be uh, a target of anything. Leave people alone. But uh, it's ironic that Bender probably had to file a police report as she leads the charge <laughs> to not have police. I wonder how uncomfortable that was for her. Yeah. Or or is she just wishy-washy enough to say, now that I really need you, I'm sure I'm glad you guys are here, dang it. But now when I get behind the desk on Monday, I'm going to start wishing for your uh, uh, demise. Demise. I, gotta, I know this is making a lot of noise, but my headphones are not working right. Yeah, we can hear that. I didn't uh, notice. Okay, I'm I got still it. waiting for the chair to squeeze. Sounds out. like you're uh, wrestling the CP or something. Uh, oh, oh. hey now, oh, oh, those days are long. <laughs> he just gives in at this point. <laughs> uncle, uncle. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Please assist me in wishing all my fellow Coasties a happy Coast Guard Day on August fourth. I had the privilege of serving in the United States Coast Guard for twenty years. The Coast Guard is a true multi-mission service, which included which include law enforcement, aids to navigation, homeland security, pollution response and prevention, and of course, search and rescue. I had the pleasure to serve with some of the brightest, hardworking and dedicated men and women in the world. I encourage any young person who is looking for a career to consider the Coast Guard. Love the show. Keep pushing back. Uh, good luck and have a great day, Paul. Chief Boatswain's mate, retired. My cousin spent a life in the Coast Guard and loved every minute of it. Really? Yeah. Well, he followed his genetic predisposition to, to remain on water. Grew up with water. Got it. And, uh, and boy, uh, I just uh, I found myself envying, envying him in many ways as he would regale me with his stories. So unlike you, he just continued to become a late kid. He, yeah, he was he a late just, kid his whole life. Yeah. Hey, he just stayed on the water. <laughs> I the like water. the coziness of the boats on the Coast Guard. You know, like they're sealed off so you can't, you know, your object if you're on the high seas is not to get wet, right? So you seal them off and, you know, you're... <laughs> Look, 
Here's what the now? deal. What now? Here's the deal, dum dum. <laughs> you wouldn't last six hours without holding hands with your wife. That's the that's the. Well, truth she would right have there. to be unless with me. Yeah, we'd right. be on the boat. And like, is this cozy? You know, we'd be cruising across trying to rescue someone. Come smoochy, on, we gotta go smoochy, get Harry. I'm like, smoochy. we're taking this one off. You guys go. We're gonna batten down the hatches and make sure you get back. Matt, uh, uh, I've never heard anyone uh, before describe any vessel, much less a Coast Guard vessel, as cozy. Well, you know, when you're on the in the water and you get no, to go I don't down know. below, I don't and know. it's all cozy, and you're you know. Did you ever play that game on the couch where the Matt, couch was the, the water and you were all Matt, safe with the family on the couch? Uh, maybe no, I never I'm, did. I'm unaware, Matt. Does Chill Boys make panties? <laughs> Man panties? I uh, I custom uh, cut a pair out. You so did? That, yeah, oh. they're a uh, little chill thong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you pull on the back, it goes... <laughs> Jim Goodman in Grand Forks, North Dakota, requests a ruling. Let us discuss what finger is most disapproved. We all know which finger most people assume is the finger. Right. However, we discount the thumb. I motion to the Garage Logic City Council to now decry the finger to be the thumbs down. It's much less offensive to our fellow drivers, yet equally reprimands the offender. Not only is the thumbs down generally received as less offensive, but its lack of traffic use makes it far more registering to the poor traffic etiquette performer. Would you rather absentmindedly perform a poor traffic move and receive the finger or the thumbs down in a signal of disapproval from your fellow traffic patrons in this day and age? I find myself would rather get the flip. I myself would rather get the flip off as it's much easier to brush off. A thumbs down would settle with me. I think that's a great point. Huh. Uh, yeah. Thumbs down indicates you've given a little thought. Yep, and then you usually with the thumb down, what accompanies that is the the frown. They're like, mm-mm. You know, the mm-hmm. your, your curled lips going, mm, no way. The finger is just an instantaneous emotional response. You have you have yes. not you've not given it, and and of course this came up yesterday because the guy didn't want to give a finger to a black driver, and and, he, and I, I, we've all experienced the same thing. But would you give a thumbs down to a black driver? Nope, I don't do anything. Neither do I. Like I said yesterday, the only people I give the finger to are my friends, and I don't yeah. care what color they are. They're getting the finger. I do miss seeing that every day in here. Thumbs down, though, is uh, is it's more. It takes more thought, is what it. So I think it's more effective. Like, I disapprove. Yeah. So oh. the one that I have problems with. Say you see an awesome, awesome old car on the road. Yep. Do you give him the thumbs up or do you give him the okay? I give him the thumbs up, and I've had this discussion. Uh, on the air, uh, this has come up a number of times, but it's been ages, and I think I think it, it, there's a link to be made here on just our general cultural malaise. I go out of my way to recognize anything neat on four wheels. So do I. I, right. I give him a wave, a thumbs up, the A OK. I might give them all three, and I want to make sure he or she sees that. Uh, I am noticing when I'm driving something that deserves a thumbs up. I never encounter anybody anymore. It mm. used to be way more common than today, and I, I think there's probably a variety of reasons for that. One, uh, a lot of people wouldn't even know what I'm driving, so they don't care. They don't give it a second thought. Uh, two, they might be so immersed in their own world that they're unaware of the world around them. Uh, three, I think curiosity in American culture has taken a great hit. 
I don't run into enough people who are curious. In fact, um, wasn't it just a short time ago that you were admiring a, a vehicle and you asked the young person uh, what year it was? Yeah, I was, uh, I was driving down a road in uh, the Chicago area and I was next to what I thought was a Volkswagen R32, which I once owned. And they're, uh, they're one of my favorite cars. I wish I, I have seller's remorse on that car. And uh, I really was impressed by this car, so I yelled to the guy, what year is it? And, and the guy looked at me, he said, it's, it's, it's 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, appreciate it, granddad. <laughs> You're in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I said, it? no, I, I meant the car. Right. I meant the car. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm caught up on this year. Yeah, we're good. I think he said, I don't know, 2012 or something. Yeah. I've actually pulled over and said, what the hell is that? Yeah. And you end up meeting a cool guy, and he tells you all about his ride. Oh, yeah. Well, that, was a great, that was a great Volkswagen. I think I, uh, in my car search at Schmel's Countryside in Maplewood, I got to inquire after uh, Volkswagen's about due to release another hot hatch. I know they got the GTI, but that R32 was something else. Uh, but that's only one mark at Countryside Volkswagen, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat in Maplewood. Right there on the southeast corner of Highway 61 and 36. Great automobiles, great service, multi-generational family. Everything is right there. They don't own 15 different stores with the giant inflatable gorilla flying over the freeway. Here's what you do. You go to the websites. You pick out what you want. And then you arrange your own personal sales appointment. So you can go to uh, VW, uh, SchmelzVW.com and keep in mind uh, 0% interest for 72 months with a 120-day payment deferral on all 2019 and 2021, 20, uh, 2020 Volkswagens, including the new Atlas Crossport. 0% interest for up to 60 months on certified pre-owned deals. If Alfa Romeo is your taste, you go to uh, SchmelzAlfaRomeo.com, select from that inventory, or SchmelzFiat.com, then call for your own sales appointment. The car will be waiting for you and your testing. 651-243-4316. Schmelz Countryside in Volkswagen goes back many generations. It's where I buy cars and where I will continue to. Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood. Was your uh, R32, was that the 3.2 liter dual overhead cam, 24 valve? I believe so. That was uh, that thing was a beast, wasn't it? Yeah. There's not much you, of a back seat, but it, that you thing had to flew. look that up, didn't you? <laughs> no, I remembered from a conversation we had together. Yeah. You know, you get that sixty-two fifty Arpm. No, that's Torque. No, that's RPM uh, and yep, 60, Torque. The red line on it sounds emerging from the twin exhaust. Matthew. It's really a what the hell it's engine? Like a, it's like a baritone sax, baby. Now, just Matt. a minute, <laughs> Matt. What? Quiet now. What engine? Baritone what engine? Sex. I'm going to tell you what engine it had. Would yeah. you describe it as cozy? Yes. Yeah. Very when cozy. you were uh, four people in there, you ain't getting wet. It was the half car. Yeah. It was a 3.2 liter six 250 horse. Ah, okay. You had 24 valve. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Two two four. With a six speed uh, off. Uh, and you were the dummy that wanted to go manual instead of automatic, right? I think that car was only offered as a as a uh, manual, but it's like a Formula One manual. You just paddle shifted. Right. You were. I remember paddle shifting up to Brainer. Did we go? Yeah. Yeah. That's right, Matt. But I didn't let you drive it. Did no, I? no. 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 Uh, no. I was, uh, was in the other half of the car. Uh, all right. We'll uh, we'll return shortly. Yeah. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. 
Joe Souchere. Don't talk to strangers, lock your doors, have situational awareness, and log on to dkmags.com for home and self-defense items. Better yet, stop in for a visit. DK Mags up on Old 8, New Brighton, or Monticello Pawned Gun. A couple of wonderful shops that GLers love. If you've already been to DK Mags, you know what I'm saying. Best little gun shop in town. If you've been to Monticello Pawned Gun, they offer everything in the way of firearms and accessories that DK Mags does, but... They have so much more. You can pick up a used TV, power tool, Remington 870 Express, or even an old Model 12. Oh, my God, I love used firearms, especially rifles and old uh, Winchesters. Anyway, oh, oh, you know what? I just realized I need a set of speakers for the shop at the farm. Monticello Pawn and Gun, here I come. That should be on a T-shirt. Anyway, uh, where was I? Huh? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, if you're a hunter or a sports shooter, or even if you need anything for home or self-defense, DK Mags, Monticello Pawn and Gun, they're the best sources of everything you need with competitive prices and sound advice. That advice, those questions, all dealing with customer service, it's basically the main reason I moved all my firearms-related business to DK Mags years ago because of the way they treat customers friendly knowledgeable service that i wasn't getting elsewhere no snobbery at dk mags up in new brighton or monticello pond and gun by the way monticello pond and gun 1219 highway 25 that's just south of 94 up in cello five percent off firearms and accessories if you're an leo or first responder or a vet dkmags.com in new brighton monticello pond and gun a couple of wonderful shops for glers run by glers I just sent both uh, b- both you guys uh, a video uh, that was sent to me. It's a police officer. I don't know where. I don't know what city. I don't. Maybe not even in this country. Uh, but now it's this country, I think. And this this officer has his weapon trained on something in the distance. It's up. In a, it's, it's a rifle. And right. this protester with his hood up and his sunglasses, um, he reaches for the he grabs the uh, barrel of the weapon and starts to pull it and instantaneously this cop throws the sweetest left hook you've ever seen and this moron wobbles away like a cartoon character (laughs) it's just wonderful as mark twain now said well let me give you my the mark twain quote uh, patriotism is supporting your country at the t- all the time and your government when it deserves it. I could watch this all day. How <laughs> dumb do you have to be oh, to wobble. reach for a police oh. officer's firearm? How dumb do you have to be? While, while oh, that weapon Lord. was being trained on, in the distance on something. Yeah. But the instantaneous throwing of the left cross is just beautiful. Just <laughs> well, he's beautiful. He's faster than all. He's like Tyson, man. Oh, he you is. You don't even see it coming. Oh, you don't. It's just fantastic. <laughs> Did I see, by the way, that Tyson's doing a uh, charity fight? I heard that. I read that. Yeah. yeah. Who's he fighting? Do we know? I don't. Okay. Yeah. No, he's fighting Himself. the shark. What? Yeah. He's fighting the shark. Come on. They're, they're trying to see Who's if... Who's the shark? No, they're trying to see if he can do things that a shark can do. So it's not he's in the ring with the shark, but can he um, not outsmart but outpower a shark in doing gotcha. certain tasks? Okay. It has not been released yet, but that's the rumor that I heard. That makes no sense to me. A shark as in a fish? As in a fish. Like, can he get out of the cage or can he flip the, you know, things like tasks like that. It hasn't been released yet, but that's the rumor on the street. Uh, 
Reavers, will you update me uh, uh, regarding uh, live news breaking out of Beirut, Lebanon? Yeah, about an hour ago, Kenny and I both saw the video about the same time. A gigantic explosion shook Lebanon's capital, causing widespread damage as cases dropped ceilings and shattered windows that were reported hundreds of miles away. What? Uh, yeah, Joe, the, the the footage from there is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, you can tell me all day that this was a fireworks factory. I'm not believing No way. So Sorry. Here's the latest. Lebanese uh, Red Cross official George Katana says that there are hundreds of casualties. Uh, the case is still unknown. This is going to be one of those we need 48 hours. Uh, Lebanon internal security chief says the blast was in a port area with highly explosive material. They're not saying, Kenny, that it was specifically fireworks. But some are speculating that it might might have been um, militarized, uh, uh, what would you call it, weaponry. That might be part of it. The explosion, one, one person reported hearing the explosion from over 200 miles away. Uh, the, the, the footage that's coming from the right now, it's just... It's uh, it's devastating. It's absolutely devastating. Do you know what it's mindful of and even identical to in the initial photographs I've seen? 9-11? The Halifax explosion uh, was a disaster that occurred in Halifax, Nova Scotia on the morning of 6 December 1917. The SS Mont Blanc, a French cargo ship laden with high explosives, collided with the Norwegian vessel SS Emo in the Narrows, a strait connecting the upper Halifax harbor to Bedford Basin. A fire on board the French ship ignited her cargo, causing a massive explosion that devastated the Richmond district of Halifax. 2,000 people killed by the blast, debris, fires, collapsed building, and an estimated 9,000 others were injured. The blast was the largest man-made explosion at the time, releasing the equivalent energy of roughly 2.9 kilotons of TNT. Wow. So what you have in the Beirut, it sounds like what we have so far is a vessel loaded with munitions. Yeah, and one of the one of the I believe it's Sky News is saying that unf- what's what's happening is that in Beirut they didn't have any available ICU beds at the time because of COVID nineteen, and they're saying it's a humanitarian disaster. It's it's yeah it's 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 awful. It's really really awful. But do we know the? Uh country that the vessel is flagged but do we know what kind of, whose boat it no. was no we don't no. no we don't even know if it was on a vessel oh okay. what we do know is that cnn and uh, msnbc and fox news uh, are horrible 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 at breaking news in beirut i mean honest to g- i've had because cnn is, is the f- one national news channel i can get on this tv in here they have not broke away from Trump and coronavirus. They have not so they broke. They have not broken away. Broken away. I'm sorry. Since I walked into this building. It's well, look at amazing. the do yourself a favor, GLers. Look at the pictures of this uh, explosion in Beirut, and yeah. then look at the pictures of the explosion of the Halifax incident. The the plume is almost identical. Wow, it's almost identical. Um, just on a side note, since we're talking about news that's breaking, this is on a smaller scale, but I just received word from a, uh, an incoming sophomore at the Cretan Durham Hall that football is being moved to the spring. Yeah. I saw that, Matthew. That's crazy. Okay, leave it to the Daily Mail. It's now the headline on the Daily Mail. Oh, my God, I'm seeing the explosion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's- Holy mackerel. Yeah. 
Atomic bomb just went that, off. Look at that orange. That's, that was my first thought too, Joe. This ain't fireworks, Bubba. Well, this and, ain't no fireworks fact. And when you watch the video, the the first one that I saw, uh, Kenny, the guy must have been what three hundred yards away, maybe even yards. I thought he was over a mile yeah, away. So he's he's a great distance away, but the sound, the delayed sound from that, and the impact of that explosion that it had on him. Uh, and he, because it knocked him over, and he's yeah, like Kenny said, he's a, he's got to be at least a mile or two away. Well, again, yes, our rule, hours, our, yes, our, our rule is forty eight to seventy two hours. But what my uh, speculation would be, and it's worthless, is that there was a fire, there was a plume of smoke that somebody thought was worth filming, that was followed by this explosion. Correct. So, yep. Okay, okay, holy mackerel. Hi, Mayor. As a longtime listener since the age of 10, I have wondered what has happened to one of your popular guests from the 90s, Morgan Q.E. Wolf Slattery, the Euphorian. Has she since relocated to Portland or Seattle? I've been trying to spot her in the video clips from the former chop. My husband and I are raising our two boys like my parents did, listening in Garage Logic via podcast in the car. Thank you, Eva. Kenny, are we in touch with her or is she being elusive? Uh, Joe, you know what it's like dealing with Morgan. It's, yeah, it's tough. It's, she's, yeah. And I'll admit, we had a conversation um, a week ago yesterday, so it's been a week. And I tried to get her to talk, but she just, she starts rambling and goes off on these long, weird, gentle diatribes. And to be honest, I don't think she knows anything right now other than Corona. Uh, yeah. Coronas. I, I've been. I tried to talk to her about the current state of affairs in the country with protesting and rioting, and yeah. and she thought I was talking about people rioting against the COVID. Really? And what? she was going on and on and on, and finally, and something about masks. Uh, mm-hmm. Finally, I, I got to be honest, Joe. I just hung up on her. I, was I, she so, still? Uh, was she still putting question marks at the end of all her sentences? <laughs> yeah, up talking. Was she yes. still up talking? Yeah, up talking. Yes. And she wanted to send us some sort of update on the various kind of masks that you can wear and their effectiveness. And uh, has she know, gone mad? Uh, well, well, she was always a little daffy. Well, I know that for sure. But even by, but you could at least hold a conversation with her, and she would, yeah. you know. And, yeah, engage. and I don't like I don't like being mean to her. Um, it's it's not my style. I, I kind of treat her gently, and but finally, I just. I just hung up. I just gave yeah. up. So I don't know. We should hear from her maybe in the future. I don't know. I don't even know if she knows where she's at. That's a shame. Well, that's what happens to you with after years of living in Euphoria and Liberal Lakes and Diversityville. See, I got a nice note from Stephen C. Anderson, Garage Logic's official pianist. Thanks again for the concert plug. We had a huge turnout. Mother Nature had us a bit nervous, but hey, if Prince can do the Super Bowl in a downpour, I can handle a little dock rain. Uh, they're working on another drone video. It's either Sailing or Whiter Shade of Pale. Oh, what I like to hear him do that. That old Procol Harum song. Yeah. Uh, great listening to Eric Mishy about his river plan. I will donate. I would love to meet him. I had a hand in starting Spare Key, and he linked me to the, the story of his early involvement with Spare Key. But he also linked me, uh, provided me photographs of his Saturday night concert on Bone Lake, and it just looked like heaven. My niece heaven. has a place on Bone Lake, really? and I have not talked to her yet about whether she's attended or not. Has she ever invited uh, you up there? I've never once been invited by Jen or Josh. Is and it little... because you called their boat cozy? 
Uh, no, but oh. uh, they uh, they work hard, play hard, and I'll tell you this: the current president is very well represented on Bone Lake. I bet. Yeah, I hear it's a good lake. I've never seen it, but I hear it's a it's a worthy lake in terms of its acreage and what have you. And yeah, the uh, it, the young man that filmed the video, Mike Bremer, he's the one that did the drone footage for Steven yeah. C. And so he gave us some love too, saying thanks so much for promoting this on Garage Logic. He's a he's a listener as oh, well. Driving flying a drone is cool. Howdy, Joe. Pat here. I'm the guy that sent you the article about the weather about 15 years ago. There you yeah. go. You remember that one? You had, I, it's you sunny know what? today. I'm not, sunny I'm not remembering that, <laughs> Cloudy <Patrick>. tomorrow. <laughs> Cloudy tomorrow, Joe. <laughs> we moved back to Montana a year ago. We live in Flathead Lake. Beautiful. We have six bedrooms with private baths and showers, kind of like a bed and breakfast, but the only fee is to help with dishes and strip the beds when you leave. I have 10 boats, including a new pontoon. Come out anytime. Gives me his phone number. Damn. One and a half hours south of Glacier Park. My wife used to sit in her car in the garage laughing at you guys when she came home from work. Wait. That's an invite. Yeah. Uh, That's an invite. I might take him up on that. I don't think I was I invited know you would. There. You're America's guest. Yeah, exactly. I'm, <laughs> I might need his phone number. I got it. Okay. Where is it. he? In, he flying to Bozeman? Uh, uh, probably be close enough. Yeah. yeah or, okay. Uh, yeah. Flying to Bozeman? City, Evil Knievel's uh, from... Uh, uh, yeah, give me a uh, No. Is our official position that we didn't do the drive we were going to do because we, we got taken out by COVID? COVID. Is that our official Joe. position? Otherwise, we would have done it's, that. It's our official position on everything. Why didn't we get a bunch of scooters and go for a ride? Why didn't, you know, there's, well, you know, it's, just, it's I, the GL thing. Butte, Montana. Butte, Montana for evil. Butte. Yeah, thank you. Butte. I technically went halfway on my own with my family. Oh, Lord. It does not qualify. Okay. I had my scooter out. I, I did a lap. I did a lap. It's a Yamaha. You can get those at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. I have the Yamaha S-Max. He also has smaller scooters. They all turn every errand into an adventure. Those smaller sc- I filled up yesterday. One gallon. I'm good for the next 75 miles. Bam. It's just a really good way to beat that man. Beat that man. You also get the Bentelli e-bikes at EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. Great recreational equipment for young people. Clothing, helmets, accessories. Great service department. Tim Bloom sends a truck through town. If you need service, uh, he picks it up, takes it back to the EcoFun shop, repairs it, and brings it back to you. This is EcoFun Motorsports. They're experts on the e-bikes. The Bentelli e-bikes, a lot of bike riding season still left, and and boy, don't we have the politicians who keep creating more bike lanes for you. So, uh, <laughs> in fact, uh, in fact, Aid Mill Road is now closed through November to uh, uh, needlessly turn it into a, a more bike-friendly uh, access. It'd be, a, it'd be a great place, I'd, though. Great place to I'd, ride your Bentelli. I'd, 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 I'd Mill like, Road. I'd like Aid. Aid. That'd be that'd be EcoFun Motorsports. Uh, in downtown Forest Lake. See, I have a I have a test uh, that I'm going to administer. It's a mental ah. it's a mental fitness uh, evaluation. Uh, it's most often given to retirees, but uh, I think you were all old enough to to see if we can we can handle it. So would you please stay tuned and get your pencils and pieces of paper ready? Without even starting this test, I can tell you I'm not very mentally fit right now. I know, I know. Yeah. You're not. You'll be all right. I'm going to prove it in a minute. You'll be all right. <laughs> You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. It's great. 
just great. It's great they, to be here, Tony. <laughs> you know what else is great? Uh, and this is, you're going to learn something by design, not by accident. Live wire solar. Solar energy is a plus, And you can, of course, save a lot of money. And you can actually be paid to have solar energy. Livewire Solar can give you all of the details. They can help you save money. You get a custom designed solar system for your home or for your business. And for a business owner, that's a really smart thing to do. They've got a great financing program available. You install a system with no out-of-pocket costs and you pay for it in four to six years with the money you save on your energy bill. After that, baby, it's smooth sailing. No out-of-pocket, system paid for, four to six years. If you want to save money, who doesn't, on your energy bill for your business or your home, get in touch with Livewire Solar. They are the Midwest solar experts, and they know everything about additional local incentives that could save you even more money. Tim and Troy are GLers, and they are electrical contractors. So they've got all sorts of other stuff they can help you out with. But right now, they're focusing on live wire solar. Call them at 651-688-2400 or go to livewiresolarmn.com. You'll get a no-obligation analysis for your building or your home and a report, an official report on how much money you could save. Sounds like too good to be true? It's not. Troy and Tim are going to help you out, and they'll take care of your property. 651-688-2400 or LiveWireSolarMN.com. Mental fitness evaluation for the GarageLogic staff. Here we go. The test is to ascertain your mental state right now. If you get one right, you're doing okay. Okay. If you get none right... You're going to need some help. Well, well, I've been in that position before. Okay, I took it. I didn't get one right. Well, then I have to look up ascertain. Number one. Yep. How do you put a giraffe into a refrigerator? Now stop and think about it and decide on your answer before you okay. commit. Um. I, I'm, I'm, stop. I'm going to make a prediction. Of the three of you, Reavers, Kenny, and Rook, uh, I predict Rook will get one or two correct. Okay. okay. All right. How do you put a giraffe into a refrigerator? Do we answer now? Yes. My answer is you don't. That was it, my answer. Yeah. Reavers? Yeah, I was going to say you can't. The but... correct answer? Open the refrigerator and put the giraffe in and close the door. This question tests whether you tend to do simple things in an overly complicated way. Okay. That's no, That's wrong. Okay. My, our answer is correct. That's a wrong answer. No, it's Go ahead, not. number two. How do you put an elephant into a refrigerator? <laughs> See, you don't. Uh, <laughs> you open the door, you remove the giraffe, and you put the elephant inside and close the door. That is correct. I told you. I, I'm going to tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why at the end I picked a rook. Okay. okay. Thank you for your vote. <laughs> well, just don't pat yourself on the back yet, Not yet. Okay, getting a little more difficult, are they? Lion King test. The Lion King is hosting an animal conference. All the animals attend except one. Which animal does not attend? The elephant. He's still stuck in the fridge. That's correct. Bam! Okay, I told him that, by the way. <laughs> yes, I was mouthing the words. <laughs> you, you just put him in there. Yeah. Just test your memory. Did you look this up, Reavers? No, no. Look, no, I can verify he has not. Trust me, I've done no research for the show today. Crocodile test. Yep. There is a river you must cross. Oh, Jesus. Here but it is used by crocodiles, and you don't have a boat. How do you manage it? Uh, I got this one, so I'm not going to say it. 
No, okay. I want you to because my bet wait, was wait, on you. Wait, my wait, bet yeah. was on you, okay, Rook. Go last, but repeat the question again, Joe. Uh, there is a river you must cross, but it is used by crocodiles, and you do not have a boat. How do you manage it? You use a bridge. Nope. Nope. I'm hot dogging this Rope one. swing? Nope. Rook, give uh, us the correct answer. You, hell, you just swim or walk right across it because all the alligators or crocodiles are at the uh, symposium. You're correct. I knew it. I knew. I knew this would happen. I knew he, he would King get this. called everybody. So all the oh. animals are at the, they're at the Civic Center. Hanging out to I, see Simba at the convention. I, I, I quit. I, I quit. I'm not partaking. I think they're getting anymore. easier. Hang on. According to Anderson Consulting Worldwide, around 90% of the retirees they tested got all questions wrong, but many preschoolers got several correct answers. That's why I bet on Rook. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's not a, it's, no, I seriously. I, no, seriously. I bet on Rook because his brain is not full of mush. It's it's just hey. an, uh, it's a it's it's a it's a it's blank empty. canvas. No, but and, and you no. I was seriously. I yeah. seriously said to myself, Rook will get this because of the way he does think. I I, I know Rook will get this. But it's early afternoon. I'm going to take my blankie and go take a nap on the couch over here. Yeah. Uh, will you do me a favor? Yeah. S- send that to me. I'll give the boys the test because they're both under the age of ten, and I'll see what they come up with. Uh, you no. were on a roll when you when it was. I, like, I, I already eat, I, de- I deleted it, but it's not hard to remember. Uh, there's four questions: giraffe, yep, elephant. He's yeah. like he's like Pat. He has to write down blue paint for the joke <laughs> on his post-it note. Giraffe, elephant, lion what? king, and yeah. crocodile. Yeah. Well, what was the lion? What was the lion king question? Who doesn't show up? The lion king is hosting an so. animal conference. All the animals attend except one. Which animal does not attend? That's the elephant. The elephant. You just put him in the refrigerator. This tests your memory. See, I knew uh, Rook. I'm uh, with some pride. I'm suggesting that. that you would you would get that because that's the that's the innocence of your thinking. <laughs> Thank the you innocence for, of your thinking. No, I appreciate that. That I, I know you do. Yeah. I know you do. Oh, I, I do. I just got the video. Happens, uh, is this what happens to GL when the mayor runs out of material? Pretty really? much. Yeah. No, I have not run out of material. I thought that was very amusing, and I knew a moron like you, Kenny, wouldn't stand a chance. <laughs> uh, that protester is tagged, baby. Wow. Isn't that fun? Yeah, that's that's pushback. I think, well, it, I think here, that's here. humanity losing touch with nature because you do, you, you do not reach for a police officer's no. firearm. Come on. I was at a party one time. And Mike Ernster showed up in full uniform, just yeah. as a, it was a, f- a family-friendly neighborhood thing. And I ran up to him like Ernie, you know. And I, you know, I've had a couple beers, and I'm ready to go give him a big hug. And he's like, uh, "I'm in uniform." Was he, dude. was he like that? He said something similar to that. Yeah. But even just giving him a hug or like, you know, hey, what's up? Was you know, I've known you forever, but you don't do that in public. I can't. Yeah. And grabbing well, a cop's gun is out of the. At least he didn't slug you. Hey, uh, St. Paul no, guys, guy. what what was the fire early this morning, late last Crossing night? Crossing the XL Energy Center where they're a new uh, hotel, new hotel yeah. and apartment complex under construction, a sixty nine million dollar project. So where you oh. parked in the parking lot before, prior to all yeah. this stuff happening on, they sold the parking lot and they started to build up on it. So it was a construction fire, and that thing was roaring. Kenny, wow. I saw some of your stuff this morning. Yeah, it was a very impressive fire. I have to go downtown at 2.30. I better reinvent a way to get to where I'm going. 
Yeah, I think I they think, I think they cleared it up by now. I think it's out. I think both Seventh and Kellogg are open. Huh. Well, I, uh, okay, I'll find out. Only because they come to us all the way from Mumbai, India, from Mumbai. our friend Tom Lyman. Here is to, on this date in Minnesota history, August fourth, uh, eighteen fifty-seven. One of a series of arson fires in St. Paul destroys virtually all the buildings between Market, St. Peter, St. Anthony, and 4th Street. These fire these fires become occasions for looting, and citizens form a vigilante, a vigilance committee to patrol the streets. So maybe history is repeating itself, huh? Yeah. In, uh, in 1916, on this day, Amos Owen is born on uh, Sisseton Reservation, South Dakota. He would move to the Prairie Island Indian Reservation at age 16 and later become a prominent spiritual leader, tribal chairman, and pipe carrier of the Dakota, working to broker understandings between Indian and non-Indian peoples. He died June 4 in 1990. Hmm. Essentially an ambassador. You know, yeah. it's also National Night Out tonight. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Is that uh, are, still on? Oh, that's a good question. Is that a, is that a COVID cancellation? Oh, it's a reason for me to go out and drink a beer tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, let's hope it's been canceled. It's also Barack Obama's birthday today. Is that a national uh, holiday uh, now? I think no? he's 59. Not yet. Not, not yet. He's 59. Give it some time. Let me no. remind uh, GLers that we opened the show reading a piece by Andrew Michta, M-I-C-H-T-A, uh, who has got a quite uh, impressive resume. Uh, who I think has come the closest to helping us understand what's in it for those bringing about the ruination of the country. What they believe is in it for them is a creation of the country in their liking. It's a, they have a dreadful vision. They're, they're unimaginative. They're fools who don't understand history. And yet they're, they're uh, full speed ahead on this attempt to destroy America. And it's so puzzling for those of us who look at their actions because it, they're not, they're, it's not plausible to destroy this country. This, this is not a country worth destroying. This is a country worth celebrating and maintaining. Uh, but I, I urge you to read it. I uh, urge you to read the piece. Uh, I've saved it on, the, uh, on my email here. And the piece, it's a Wall Street Journal piece. I will provide a link for people as well. Yeah. yeah, and I, I do want to say that uh, uh, Kelsey has a new favorite NBA player, not that he had one previously, uh, Jonathan Isaacs of the Orlando Magic. Yeah, he uh, he does he doesn't he doesn't kneel for the anthem, uh, he he kneels for his maker. Uh, mm. So good for him. Okay. And then I also have uh, there's something else I wanted to get to. Uh, more bad news from Kelsey, Briggs Stratton. Founded in 1908, has filed for bankruptcy. Really? Oh, oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. tough. Briggs Stratton, I believe, in Milwaukee. I got uh, a buddy that calls him Briggs and scrap him. Right. <laughs> Briggs Stratton. Jeez. That's terrible. That's terrible. Uh, I also have, uh, oh, Rook. Yep. Uh, an emailer named Chris Ingebrigtsen. That's not, that's not uh, Ingy, is it? No, that's, that's Jim. Jim, uh, he wants you, uh, most ideally he would think you should do a Table Talk podcast uh, in that state fair food line. He, should, he thinks you should be reviewing that food. I think he's got a good idea. 
Did you get tickets? Not a bad idea. Uh, no, we did not. I was out of town, so I was in Boston, so I didn't when they went on well, sale. The website crashed instantly. I was told that. I, I'm going to try to finagle maybe some media, uh, a media drive-through, just so I can see what it's all about and report on that. Because I do think people that don't experience that are going to wonder: Was it worth it? Um, was it too long? What was good and bad about it? I think it's very review worthy. I also got an email from a fellow who sent me a YouTube film of a trip down Market Street in San Francisco in 1906, four days before the uh, earthquake. And it's amazing the number of automobiles. And there's clearly absolutely no traffic regulation yet. They're just wandering wherever they want to go. And for all of you euphorians, you should watch this because what's unmistakably visible in this interview is all the horse droppings all up and down the street. These horses are dropping it as fast as they can. It's just amazing. (laughs) Should I send this to your Reeves and you post it? Sure. Please do. Send it to It is really, really neat. I'm going to... uh, Sounded like forward Laurel this. and Hardy going down the street. Yeah, I'm going to forward it to Reavers, and Reavers can forward it to wherever he wants to, or or post it to the Garage Logic oh, site. You mean happen. the all brand spanking new GarageLogic.com website? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll get the uh, the late. We have the lexicon that got moved over from the previous site when we were still on radio, and Joe has made some. Added additions to the GL lexicon. We're going well, to cover something tomorrow, aren't we, Such? Uh, because I want you to cover Ding Ding. Oh, uh, Ding Ding was the funniest. Uh, the, it was one of the funniest episodes we ever did. That was bleeping hilarious. Can you find it, Rook? Um, it'd be better if you could find the image that Ding Ding is made on. Yes, uh, I a fire can, truck. It oh, I can find truck. Yeah, If you Google Ding, a kid's crappy art, Ding Ding comes right up. Oh, it does. That uh, Garage Logic website, brand new, uh, I'm considering to be an expansion similar to what Spencer Grunhofer has had to do at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo, where he is adding on 2,500 square feet to be able to make more product because GLers have turned Grunhofer's into the meat <laughs> capital of the world. And Kenny just found the fire truck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll mute my mic. Now. Yeah, mute it because I'm doing Grunhoffers right now. Uh, they just had the amazing drawing uh, where uh, uh, you could have won a quarter side of beef, and of course that was won by Greg Berries of White Bear Lake. Grunhoffer, your uh, grilling capital of the world too. All your summer needs, but it's all year round. But right now, the brats and the tomahawk steaks and the burgers and the kebabs and the skewers that Rookie has tried and the great seasonings and fish and salmon and jerky. It's just it's just an absolute dining delight at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo, right on Highway 61, because GLers uh, have kind of taken over Highway 61. We'll be glad to take over any other highway in the, right. in the country, Darn too, but, but right now it's Highway 61. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo, and when you're in there, say hello to your fellow GLers. Kenny, get back here now. How about the description for the fire truck? Ding, ding, here comes the bleep mobile. I've never seen a fire truck that needed to be shaved. I would rather be burned to death than be saved by this hairy piece of you-know-what. F. Yeah. But, Kit, Rook, how would you even find uh, find that episode? I Googled. I, what did I Google? Well, I Googled whatever you told me to Google, Kids Matthew, crappy word art. for word. Yeah, ding, ding, and this came up right away. I Is will, there a date when I, it comes up? 
Uh, it doesn't matter. There's either. not on it here. It does matter for helping to find the episode. Is there a date on the? Oh, oh, I see. I will on go the back. Image. I've got the uh, the logs here. I'll bring them home with me and just go flip through to see. Well, here's a drawing by I, Rachel, age seven. It's a family standing under a rainbow, and it's on blue paper, and all the images are in white. Okay, you with me? Yep. Yeah. That's interesting. Everyone in this picture is white. Even the rainbow is white. Perhaps in an ideal world, everyone would be white. Isn't that right, Rachel? Or should I call you racist? Nice try, <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> That's Rachel, age seven. Yeah. There's another one that uh, it's a windmill, and it has the the swastika on it because they're trying they're trying to make the blades. Oh no! And they say finally a windmill that only produces white power. F. You get an F. It's just oh, they're just hilarious. Hello. I got you. That's so funny. All right, I'll look around for that to see. You know, give me a couple days. Thursday. There you go. See if we can. There we go. It's finding yeah. it first, and then it's finding the uh, the mini disc or the date. Yeah, you are Ooh. the king of excuses, Reavers. Uh, you yeah. learned from the best. Yes, I did. Um, if I could quote the Dalai Lama, if <laughs> you came with expectation, you will leave with disappointment. <laughs> long hitter, the Lama. Yeah, long hitter. <laughs> long hitter. <laughs> All right, I'll look for that. All right, thank you, GLers. Hey, really quick, I want to mention one more time in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, you'll pay no corporate or personal state income tax, get one of the lowest worker comp rates in the country, see a lower cost of doing business, and your business won't be tied up, locked down, or hung up in red tape. Visit SiouxFallsDevelopment.com. Very nicely done. Plus... We do invite you to check out the new garagelogic.com website. The webpage is fantastic. But if you're looking for other podcasts that might not be necessarily related to Garage Logic, check out PodMN on your smartphone or go to PodMN.com on your computer. And you will be uh, your eyes will be open and ears will be open to many Minnesota-related podcasts. And there's in, rewards. Including there's rewards. Table Talk. We yes. got an episode out there. Also, frats. You smoking anything this weekend? Uh, I have the pork tenderloin in mind. I did one over the weekend. It's now my go-to for the Smoke Fire Grill, courtesy of Weber and Fratelloni's Ace Hardware. Oh. I'm having a dart right now, Matthew. Are you? What the hell? You want me to come over? Uh, a dart, Matthew. A dart. a dart? You want to play some darts? He's not eating, Matt. Oh. He's having, having a, a heater. Oh, okay. Heater. He's pounding a heater. Yeah. All right, we'll catch you next time. What's tomorrow's episode number? Tomorrow will be 432. Okay, I like to be on those milestone ones. Yeah. Thanks, Braz. Yeah. Okay, bro.